Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Crikey, it's Gigi Gorgeous. And it's Mimi. Did you put the shrimp on the barbie? Today, we're on the ground, and we're going to be speaking to one of the greatest pillars in our community. One of the rarest breeds of her kind. Wait, Mimi, enough with the accents. Did you bring your binoculars for real? Of course I did. You don't get a chance like this very often. I feel like I'm at the zoo. But first, please leave us a query on our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us absolutely anything. Nothing is off limits. Nothing is out of the question. And maybe we'll answer yours right here live on the next episode. Also, please leave us a review in five stars like this one from Liz2727. They wrote, Love Gigi and Mimi's dynamic. Please keep doing this together. Your friendship is an inspiration. Love that you don't always have to agree in everything. Keep it up, please. Uh, love you, Liz. You might know the next guest from her hit show on HBO, we're here. Or as twice a finalist on RuPaul's Drag Race. And let's be honest, probably on stage at your local gay bar. Oh my god, I think I see her. Give me my camera, Gigi. I need a photo of this. It's the queen of the elephants. The elephant queen herself. Eureka O'Hara. Welcome back to Queerify. Today is a very special episode because we have Miss Eureka O'Hara, my friend, that we've been talking about doing this forever. Oh my God, listen, I am so super gagatondra excited, Gigi Gorgeousy, Gigi <laughs> to be here today. <laughs> it's just, I'm ecstatic. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. We've had so many nights talking about this where I was like, I got to have you on the podcast. I know. And here we are. Woo, woo, woo. Oh God, I just, I, you know, I love your house. I love your style. I love everything that you represent. You know, you're a beautiful trans woman in this world that you're open about it and your experience and everything is just, it's magical for a non-binary elephant human hybrid queen like myself, mm-hmm. honey, from a small town, from mm-hmm. nothing to something. You know, it's just, your story's inspiring. So I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of more queer art alongside, you know, queer trailblazers like you. Oh, thank so. you. I love you. I love you too. I really do. You just said you were um, non-binary. Let's start there. Like, what are your pronouns? Let's tell everybody. Yeah, I mean, I love that question always. My pronouns are they, them as David. So, like, my name is David outside of drag, the character. Eureka, the character, is a woman, honey. She, she, her. You know, she's a character. She's she's the um, illumination of all feminine things that I've always wanted to be is Eureka. But um, as a human being, my name is David, and I'm a non-binary human being. 
Awesome. I love that. You are one of the few people that has transcended drag race. Let's just say, right? Like you've gone on to do so many transcended. (laughs) Word is very correctly chosen, but because I feel like a lot of people just do the show and then really don't go on to do very much else, or they stay with the show. Exactly. And I think that that's largely to do with. I mean, most recently, obviously, with we're here on HBO Max. Well, I'm very blessed with we're here on HBO Max. Obviously, it's a it's a project that's so close to my heart. Um, and you know, coming from a small town like Bob and Shangela both, we have always wanted to tell our own stories, which we were lucky enough to get to do through Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always going to be a thankful note to Drag Race, to World of Wonder, to RuPaul. Like, thank you for allowing queer culture to um, honestly grow in this industry. Hell right? yes. And then um, obviously with HBO being like one of those platforms that like I remember when I was growing up. HBO was like one of the movie channels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wait, was Sex in the City on it? Yet? Yeah. Was I mean, it? I think so. Oz HBO was, was like Sex it. in the City to me. Oz. I mean, <laughs> HBO was just like one of those things where the rich kids had HBO at their mm-hmm. house. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? Okay. At my house, we had the antenna we was trying to make work, honey, <laughs> so we could get like Fresh Prince of Bel Air at 6 a.m., girl. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so to be on HBO now, it's really um, honoring to my mother because I just remember my mom loving movies so much and loving, she would, you know, the people that would walk around and sell the ads for the movie channels mm-hmm. to the houses in our neighborhood. Okay. And she always bought the movie channels and she loved HBO. So just, it's a full circle moment for me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, obviously with HBO's We're Here, we're able to tell stories of small town culture, the queer culture, the transitioning of um, equality in those areas um, through drag and through the eyes of queer people. And we're able to educate homes that we would never normally get to reach with VH1 and World of Wonder because they have a different demographic. And with HBO, there's a new demographic that we're able to reach. So it's just exciting to see queer culture um, across all boards of society at, to where, bitch, we've been here forever, you know? Uh-huh. Queer people been turning the party in the <laughs> entertainment industry. And um, now we're just being visible in, in multiple places, which is freaking amazing. And you guys are basically, like, we're here. Like, you guys actually uh-huh. go and travel to these places <laughs> to help people. Yeah. And, like, when you guys show up in, like, full geesh, dragged out with, like, your buses all very, like, Eureka <laughs> Eyes, Shangela Bob. Like, yes. I feel like it is so, like, we're here. And yeah. that's something that a lot of people don't really get the chance to see, especially in these, like, small towns, yeah. right? Like, they might have seen drag on TV, but it's so much different in real life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is, like, something. Talk a little bit about that. Like, what is it like really, like, going and traveling in places that are maybe yeah. ignorant or maybe there's, like, bigots that you encounter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uneducated people are everywhere, especially Mm -hmm. in small towns sometimes. I think that exposure is the best way to combat um, inequality. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Because it's crazy because I was just talking on a podcast with Garrett um, from the Harrisburg Musical. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, Garrett Clayton. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, And we were talking about how, you know, queer people are everywhere and in this industry and been working and thriving and trying to become a part of it and we've always been here but we're just now starting to actually see us pop up a little bit of everywhere you Mm -hmm. know and even in small towns uh, the stories resonate so wholly um, with who we are as people and who are as individuals you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you keep in contact with the heroes on the show yeah, I think that we all try to. You know, me, Bob, and Shangela stick to our kids and mm-hmm. the kids we interact with each other. Um, it's very interesting how, you know, on social media and through um, text messaging, like we're all family at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. as queer people, we all are. 
I love that. Well, I have, I've seen a few episodes that really hit home with me. And of course there's always tears and there's, there's a, a range of emotions. I mean, but I want to know from you, like somebody that's lived it. I know it's so different than just watching it on TV because it's all packaged and edited and that stuff. Is there anybody that you've helped that really like helped you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think every single one of them, mm-hmm. you know, um, and let me just come into the light, Carol Ann, and say, <laughs> Um, every single one of them because you know each one of them have an intimate story that they give a piece of themselves to us and it's very magical you know and it's it and we also give a piece of ourselves to them right right I, I think that's what's it's it's taxing sometimes too even for us okay but I think that's the magic that happens on the screen that people are starting to relate to is they're seeing real experiences happen in front of their eyes they're seeing real relationships form, real confidence, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And how drag is very powerful in that way to give us confidence. You know, sometimes if we just feel pretty, girl, we can go out and twirl and be who we want to be, you know? Exactly. There's look some, better, exactly. look better, feel better. <laughs> look better, feel better. It's yes. very that mantra, you know? And that's what is so magical about drag, especially in these small towns. We go in and we glamorize a space mm-hmm. and we queer out this space and we create a safe space for queer people. And then what happens is those people don't realize how many supportive people are actually in that area until we create an event like that. Mm-hmm. And they all start coming out and supporting it. Right. Because we're, we're always, we always see the negative, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like in the comment section, you could get a hundred right. positive comments, one negative. You're like, oh, it's, it's terrible. G-G. That's just like in your hometown, it's, right? It's like, well, like mm-hmm. I don't really see it. So it's not here. It's all just not mine. the fag comments and exactly. the slurs and the, you know, rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. we don't pay attention to the 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 elderly lady at the quilting shop that has the rainbow stitched into her yeah. you know blankets it's mm-hmm. it's those small things and i think that's what we're here is touching on the details yeah you bring it's, them it's paying attention to the positive right you, you know? bring you don't only bring drag to their tv but you bring drag the way their environment is it's not like drag race where people are competing they're seeing like drag queens in real life what's the difference between competing in a reality show and then doing something like we're here where you're producing oh i mean girl honestly <laughs> i mean night and day night and uh-huh. day bitch uh-huh. well you know drag queens are ferocious creatures we are fierce individuals you know and rupaul says it best we're all born naked and the rest is drag and that's for anyone you know all drag is valid but when it comes to competition girl watch out because mama eureka is here to win a crown mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. zest but when it comes to we're here, I'm lucky because I get to have relationships with Bob the Drag Queen and Shangela in a way where we're sisters caring for individuals as like mother hen life coach mm-hmm. type characters or personas in these people's lives. Like, you know, we're not trying to be therapists or um, or anything like that. What we're doing is we're taking our own personal experiences and we're giving them advice on how to be confident with yourself. I love or that. how to maybe get through something that maybe we've had experience going through. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, people are always like, oh, what do you do when people are, like, talking shit to y'all and you're in this small town? Bitch, we've all been in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do we've what all, I've always done. We, exactly. Mm-hmm. Kill them with kindness, yes. mama. Yeah. And show them how fabulous you are, mm-hmm. you know? I'm happy that you bring up the word therapist because I've heard that drag queens and become therapists mm-hmm. is a really negative connotation. And people think, 
who are drag queens to give therapy or talk to people yeah. going through a hard time. And mm-hmm. I can relate with that a lot because I think that being open and proud yeah. and showing up and being mm-hmm. unapologetic, authentic, it almost creates a therapy like conversation because mm-hmm. people see you therapy, and it opens a form of therapy. It, it is. And I really, I really heavily disagree with people that are like drag queens aren't therapists they well, can't really like facilitate these conversations well, it's not, we're not of course they don't have like girl it's like talking to your best judy exactly mm-hmm. you know if you if you do the studies i've literally read studies where intelligence comes from personal interaction mm-hmm. amongst human beings mm-hmm. that's where the true intelligence comes oh from. i love that that's a real thing mm-hmm. and and interactions is where we gain those street smarts mm-hmm. you know where we survive in this world mm-hmm. and you know, our interactions with each other is how we learn how to live our everyday life. It's mm-hmm. not in the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not personal experience. Same as the industry. You know, with this entertainment industry, people, you know, and I had professors when I was in college, they would be like, you know, you can sit here and you can study these diagrams and these scripts all day long. But until you're out there and you meet people and you meet the connections, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have the experience and learn how to work a camera, learn how to build a light. You know, through COVID, we, even us, Mm -hmm. became gaffers and lighters (laughs) and our own technicians. Uh And, you know, and now we're we're full blown accessible superstars because we can do everything ourselves because we've had to be. We've had to. And. That's what creates intelligence mm-hmm. and smarts, right? And also in our community, yeah. like the biggest like emotion we feel sometimes is that we all feel alone. So it's so important for everybody yeah. to speak about their all of their experiences because someone's going to be like, oh, I felt that way too. And that's going to be huge for them. T T T You know, it's... It's, I think it's huge. Loneliness sucks. Mm-hmm. It does. Loneliness sucks. It does. And I mean, I, I yeah. feel like the biggest thing is like, no, you're never alone. Truly. No, not like, if you have your own back. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And there's always going to be a community yeah. out there. Like there really will exactly. be. And there always is a best friend. So you're never really, truly you're not alone. alone. You can feel alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's valid. Don't be a victim. Oh, um, that too. That's the, mm-hmm. that part that's the number too. one for us here on <laughs> I think I'm allergic to being a victim. Yeah, I really, it's embarrassing. To understand to, that you're a victim. There, yeah. I'm not saying victims aren't victims. Don't get me wrong. Girl. Of course not. Do not hashtag this bitch, okay? <laughs> but what I am saying is, don't victimize yourself. Don't act like the victim, even if yeah. you are. Don't. Well, no, just don't victimize yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, be be stronger than that. Yeah. Be, be the better. hero for yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. And no, it's no, it's it's not about being better. It's just about if you're looking for something in this world, mm-hmm. period, you have to find it within yourself first mm-hmm. before you can find it in anybody else. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for kindness, if you're looking for intelligence, if you're looking for laughter, all these things, find it within you first, mm-hmm. and then you'll start seeing it in other people. Mm-hmm. People don't realize it. It really does all start with you. How did you, know you know find I mean? it for true. yourself? Bitch, a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. and depression mm-hmm. and, um, you know, honestly, attempts of suicide even, yeah. you know, thoughts of it, mm-hmm. realizing, you know what, I'm not going to take my own life, yeah. so what am I going to do instead? Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Is, I feel you right there. Deciding to live, bitch. Mm-hmm. When you w- get up in the morning, you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to live today. Mm-hmm. No, bitch. I'm going to thrive yep. today. Yes. I think to I'm get to that point. Difference. today. I think the difference. Know, yes. I think to I'm get to that point, on. you have to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my makeup right, honey. You know? Yeah, Mimi, you said sorry. I Go think ahead, to baby. get to that point, you have to hit rock bottom. 
and that's how I mean I think we all that's yeah, how yeah. I've gotten there you know like feeling those feelings yeah, that yeah. you just said yeah I'm I'm sorry I, you know I can girl I get on my tangent sissy oh girl <laughs> so do we you're on the right podcast yeah. girl you came to the right couch yeah girl when I get on a soapbox bitch you can't get me off get on <laughs> get on it you know speaking of that though I really want to touch on a lot of people call into the podcast mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners they they talk about finding themselves and going through that hard time I want to talk about the gender of it all because that can be a low, low point for so many people. What is your journey with gender been like? Oh, girl. Period. Yeah. What's it been like? Mama, have you ever been to Six Flags? <laughs> like a roller coaster, huh? Mama. The Superman, the sidewinder. It's a good example. Gender is a journey. Up and down, mm-hmm. up and Mama. down. Gender is a journey. It's an expression. It's, it's you know, I've been through so many elements of gender. Mm-hmm. I've lived as a trans woman for four years. I went to college. For four I, years, really? For four years oh, at East wow. Tennessee State University. Mm-hmm. Um, let me what was her mind. name? I'm going to show you this. Erica. Erica. Was, okay, she was Erica. Erica. Love that. And girl, my little, uh, I was just laughing about this last night because my Amazon account is still under Erica. Of course it is. <laughs> my email, With the Sierra K. My email, oh, it's E-R-I-C-A. C-A, okay. okay. And I don't know why, I don't even know where the fuck Erica came from. It's weird. I guess that it was sounds like Eureka. The closest thing to Eureka. Far from David. Exactly. Yeah. Far. <laughs> as far away from David as possible. Which a lot of women choose um, to do. I mean, rightfully so. So let me show you this picture really quick. You're going to die. I'm so excited. Um, Not so die. This is actually... I'm going to well, live. I mean, yeah. I'm going to thrive. Reborn. thrive. I'm going to thrive. Mama. Said, I'm going to come back to life today. <laughs> so these are actually my college IDs. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. Oh, my God. You're gorgeous. Yes. Oh, girl. Mama, full on gagatandra, trans fish. I live. I was a woman. Please show her this one. I was a woman, girl. Just... Oh my God, she's a woman. I know. She looks like, okay, to the listener at home, she looks like your next door neighbor. That's what she looks like. She looks like the girl from the office. Like a Southern Belle. These are the both of them. Like I transitioned last year of college. Yeah. So my last year of college, I'll never forget. I walked into my last theater master's class Mm -hmm. and I was not in geesh. I was in like khaki shorts i had just cut my hair off wow i had no nails nothing so you tra- detransition overnight it was like I a bam transitioned i i don't like to say detransition i like to say Ooh. retransition mm-hmm. okay more than detransition i, I love that I went backwards yeah i think i it's... Re- 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 reversed the shit you okay. know what i'm saying like i revamped some shit so it's retransition you just changed me, you know? again mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I ended up being non-binary. I tried to I tried to go back to this gay person I thought I was in mm-hmm. my mind, but learned later like, no, you're a part of the spectrum. You're a part of this gender journey and this this um this flamboyancy of of colorful gender expression and maybe it is non-binary and some days I feel like a nut and some days I don't. <laughs> I love that. You that know, is so honest. Um, mm. I remember I walked into uh, my my master's theater class the first time, and no one had ever seen me like as a boy, oh right? Right. And the teacher literally said, "Are you in the wrong class?" <gasps> and it made my whole life right smoke and mirrors, baby. You're I like, was like she was giving. I was like, "No, I am David." Oh my god. <laughs> And he, he was goes, like, he goes, oh, now I know like, you're in the wrong class. What? You mean you're, you're, you mean Erica? Right. And I was like, no, today I'm David. And they were all like, <gasps> oh my God, that must have gagged them. Drama, drama, girl, <laughs> drama. And then the next week I was on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. What do you think about all the stigma um, in regards to detransitioning and even just the word detransitioning? Yeah, I feel like it doesn't really get talked about no, enough, not right? At there's all. there's a lot of celebration around uh, transitioning mm-hmm. and it's almost like you're put on a pedestal yeah. to stay there. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that detransition is a thing. I just don't yeah. believe in de anything. I don't believe in retracting. Mm-hmm. I believe in creating something new. That's why retransition for me and I'm just a selfish individual and I refuse <laughs> to make detransition a part of my vocabulary. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, so it has a negative connotation. It does. Yeah. So retransition is better for me. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like when that. someone retransitions into whatever transition they're in in their life, um, girl, it's just for you. Mm-hmm. It don't have nothing to do with nobody else. That's the thing. People... I spent so much time focusing on how everyone else was looking at me mm-hmm. versus how I felt about myself. It was it was the looks in the store when I was trans and if they call if they thought I was a man or a woman, it was the sirs, it was mm-hmm. the the it was the stabs of the sir in my spine, mm. you know. So it was real. The, it's 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 so traumatic. Yes. It's 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 all those moments wrapped into one, right? Um, and when you decide to just be like, you know what? No, I, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm gonna do me. That's when you're retransitioning into who mm-hmm. you are authentically, and and you Moving kind of forward. mold the male and the female and the all the everyone is a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know a single woman that don't have a little bit of roughness in her. Hello. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all on a spectrum. It's hot. Mm-hmm. And it's hot. <laughs> You're you looking know? at one. <laughs> Can we and rewind a little bit? What made you transition in the first place? Um so when I what made me transition mm-hmm. to be trans mm-hmm. to be a woman. In all honesty, mm-hmm. um I met this boy named Josh. And it was the first boy that ever gave me attention. Okay. And he was into Eureka the Drag Queen. And I grew up always praying that I was a girl because I grew up with three women, you know, wanting to be a woman, uh, hating that I was gay, hating that I was a faggot. And then I finally thought I found some love and mm-hmm. he liked Eureka more than David. And I lived with a trans woman at the time and I fully was like, you know what? That's my life. For the man. I need to be a woman. If I'm going to be happy and if I want this dick, then I have to have a pussy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's truly where my mind was. Wow. And it was very um, dark. It was a horrible time in my life. I, you know, before I met him, I didn't know what drugs were. I didn't know what anything was. I was so, you know, I didn't know what trauma was really besides my father. You know, mm-hmm. we all you didn't know stories. what drugs were, but you were Eureka already. 
Yeah. In the nightclubs. I was sober as can be. Really? Yeah. It wasn't even <laughs> I around you? drink or anything. Wow. Oh, no, it was around me. But I'm just saying, like, I was such a good girl. Right. Honey. And then you find love and you find that right dick girl. And next thing you know. Dick yeah. You're yeah. trans. <laughs> next thing you know. You're a woman. Girl. You got titties in a bang. Girl, girl I got to ask, where is he now? Um, I don't know, and I don't, you don't care. Know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you don't care. You know, I, you know, honestly, he is probably in Irwin, Tennessee, mm-hmm. with his parents, mm-hmm. whom were just crazy religious people. He used to sneak me in his bedroom window. Oh, my gosh. And they would, Red flag. They would, they would pray. No, girl, they knew I was there. Oh. They would fully be <gasps> praying at the door. What? Craziness. Craziness. And then he would sneak me up to the barn. Yes, the barn. Mm-hmm. Girl. <laughs> and then girl and and he'd fully have his way with me choking me with belts and being crazy it was, <gasps> it was honestly traumatic oh my god wow. that Craziness. man has some demons mm-hmm. some demons girl <laughs> and i had to release those demons a long time ago and now we can laugh about it right but mm-hmm. honestly i feel bad for poor erica miss erica poor. went through it. <laughs> You I know? mean, girl, from the jump, it from seems. From the jump. Yeah. Right. I feel like a lot of people have to have to really like decide that what you were speaking of earlier really hit me because being trans, it really is a thing where you are like, I got to look inward. I got to be happy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the sirs do cut. The misgenderings do cut. The dead naming. It hurts. But yep. I feel right now that I'm most recently at a place where people could call me sir. And I know I feel like a girl inside yeah. and that's well, what know, really truly be like dude i'm a i'm a woman bitch or i'd be like who yeah i'd be who? like not surely who not me who <laughs> no, but it really it Good really girl. is something that's that you amazing. have to you have to like mm-hmm. take that on yourself and i think a lot of trans girls a lot of trans men right in the beginning it's so hard not to think of that because it is about passing yeah. and it, i mean it really isn't but at, the society really tells yeah. us like mm-hmm. passing is so important you got to be as fishy or as masculine as possible yes. but if you surround yourself with the right people mm-hmm. and you really don't feel like all that like all that is really that that necessary to you then it shouldn't be and they should reflect that because mm-hmm. it is about how you f- how you see yourself it's about letting the soul out and yeah. when you say i'm trans you just let the soul out oh yeah Gigi, has the transitioning ever crossed your mind no, I've never. I mean, I am like yeah. so cut. I, I, I think I. Could you imagine? I think I was in drag for so long as okay. a gay male back in the day. That. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like people would come up to me all the time, and I was out and proud. I was online. I was going to the mall. I was going to my brother's yeah. college, mm-hmm. going to school in full makeup, everything. People, do you want to be a girl? And I would say, no, mm-hmm. it's not for me. Not for me. Mm-hmm. The second denial. I met my first in full denial mm-hmm. because I didn't know that it was possible. Yeah. I had to meet my first trans Absolutely. woman in real life to be like, bitch, uh-huh. what have I been pretending this whole time? And literally from that uh-huh. moment too, just like how Erica switched back to David, yep. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. Gigi, bitch, Mama. and that's the truth. And, and I ain't never gonna stop. And I've been, I've always been Gigi. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it was always. One, yeah, I could. I think if I were to have to retransition or detransition, however you want to say it, I would be in such a dark place, mm-hmm. and that would be like prison for it's me. It's just prison. Yeah, don't put yourself in that box, girl. You know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's the comfort of retransitioning and and becoming a person of um, yourself. You know. Like, and I, call, I say person of difference. 
You know, and I, and I try to reference, I say person of difference when I reference anyone, whether it's color, ethnicity, so on and so forth, just because I think we're all different mm -hmm. and we're all treated a different way, you know? And that's where that relatability can come from for our equality experience, mm -hmm. you know? We want to push equality for each other because we're all different, you know? Mm -hmm. We're all people of difference. You know, whether you're queer, a minority, and it's not comparable, your gender, so on and so forth. And there's different struggles for different people mm -hmm. and different elements of struggle. But at the end of the day, we are people of difference. And that's mm -hmm. the problem is we don't fit this societal mold that we're taught from a very young age, from fetal mm -hmm. to um, adulthood in school. We're given this design of who we're supposed to be. And there's two options. And that... <laughs> That's what has to stop. Mm -hmm. It just has to stop. You have to stop dictating who people are supposed to be. Allow these kids to grow. I think that's what's good about the new generation, though, because I think the new generation has really, as, as annoying as they can be, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I love the kids. But, you know, but honestly, they're so powerful because uh -huh. these new kids are like, you know what? No, mm -hmm. we're accepting gender. We're accepting minorities. We're accepting We're it's not even an exception at this point, actually, mm -hmm. you know, instead of saying we're accepting, we're calling y'all stupid who are still questioning anything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that's pretty fucking cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that comes from people like you, Gigi, mm -hmm. you know, who've put in the work. People like yourself, my love, people like me, mm -hmm. people that are out here making a difference. People like Bob, Shangela, RuPaul, you know, mm -hmm. um, Viola Davis, you know, uh, Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., you know, these powerful people, um, Latino communities, Valentina, you know, um, Asian communities with Kim Chi, like these people that are making a difference for cultures in our world and showing diversity in that mm -hmm. culture. That's what's really making it happen for these kids and our popularity. And people are wanting to be like us. And they're like, it's now cool to be different. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. To go back to high school now, I feel like it would be a totally different. It, different. Oh my God. Could you imagine? I mean, it would be kids. crazy. It'd be like high the popular kids are all non binary and but trans. Like, I and wonder gay. How, like, how is it, do you think, for young people now? Because it. Ooh, it was kind of hard for us. Like we can say that it wasn't easy. Ten years ago, there wasn't this many know. queer people on TV. What yeah. is it like Absolutely now? Not. Like it's. I guess it's just normal I and mean, cool and whatever. Huh? It depends on the area. You know, mm -hmm. I have a niece. My niece Alexis. I talk to her a lot, you know, and she's so fierce mm -hmm. because she's uh -huh. a battler for equality girl. She's like, <laughs> and she lives in East Tennessee where it's still very, you know, Trump's America. Those are the I heroes. That, that front fall mm -hmm. about it, mm -hmm. but it's very Trump's America. It's very, you know, brainwashed, you know, anti-vaxxers, like buffoonery, buffoonery mm -hmm. girl. But she's over there like... I. D, my family still calls me D, by the way. Okay. So they don't call me David 
even my nieces and nephews, because they knew me as a trans woman, and the way that my family would feel comfortable with it is they decided to call me D. I mm-hmm. love that. Instead of anything. Like which is D-E-E really D-E-E almost. D-E-E, yeah, yep. I love that. So even my nieces, they still call me D to this day. My nephew. It's so cute. None of them call me David. It's all D. I love that. Um, which is really sweet, yeah. Um, so she'll be like, D, can you believe it? I just had to uh, scream with this kid in class because she was being mean to my non-binary friend. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, you know, and I... She she made me these like Trump signs and Black Lives Matter signs when I did a show in Johnson City, Tennessee. When I went back to do a show, she made me all these protest signs for my performance, and her friends helped her. You know, and they're in they're in like they're freshmen in high school. You know what I mean? The new generation, and, like, band geeks, and like she's a swim she's on the swim team. You know, it's just like it's the new generation of people. Like these kids are really fucking doing it. I have to ask. I was thinking about this. I'm like, I'm just gonna ask it. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was what was harder socially? Okay. Transitioning from David to Erica, because we all know the new pronoun, the new name. Yeah, yeah. People got to get used to it. The people that knew you and love you. Okay. What was harder, that or going from Erica back to David? Erica back to David. How so? Honestly, uh, because it more so with Eureka intact too. You know. Okay. It's it was the Erica to Eureka to David. It's the. It's the non-binary, honestly, mm-hmm. is the hardest socially. People are very against non-binary right now. And I think it's because people, there are some people, I think, that claim non-binary just for attention. And I think that there are people I get that, that. I've seen it. Me are too. genuinely non-binary. Uh-huh. Just I've like, seen it. I've felt it when people exactly. do it. I'm like, eh, are you? I know. I think that that's, uh, that's all across the board, though. It's a little trendy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes it tougher for people like myself, people like Alok, my friend, um, who is a non-binary person as well. Love them. You know, um, it, it's it's difficult for people that are truly living in their realness and uh, to fight our fight, you know. But I, I appreciate people like you who are out and proud trans individuals who are acknowledging people like myself. Um, someone else is Ashley Marie Preston. I know. love her. Love her. You know, she called into action myself when she was doing doing her Dave Chappelle issues just because it was about a non-binary issue and she included us in the trans conversation, which I think is a really great way to start inclusion for non-binary individuals and just respect, you know? Um, but yeah, I think being non-binary has been the hardest socially and sexually, to be honest. Because, okay, makes sense though. You know, it's like, you know, boys want to fuck me, but... Because I have this like err to me, but yet the nails are off putting. Mm-hmm. And then the trade wants to hit it, but yet the err is too much. So it's like, mm-hmm. where do I fall? You know, it's like the the clown fuckers want to fuck Eureka, but Eureka only shows up for 5000 to get through the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So daddy better have a check, honey, <laughs> if you want a wig on and, it, and you want some pussy. Okay. <laughs> We're out to talk, Daddy. Okay, now we Price got to up it to 10. Uh-huh, Price is going 10. up, yeah. Okay, 10, 20, 30, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so it's like, where do I where do I fall, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've I've, ha- I've found romance with people, but it's almost too much for them. 
uh, when it comes to the expression of my flamboyancy and masculinity and the the roles of both, you know. And I, and I dream of a world where one day I will find that love. Oh, you, but will. you will, and I will. You, you know, will. But... Don't you find? Don't you find that that yeah. the the dating pond is much smaller because you are so niche, for lack of a better term. Like being well, trans, it's yeah. like there's so many people that won't fuck with you, and it's small and non-binary. It, oh, there's that yeah. too, right? You yeah. have all these layers that make people a lot of people instant knows. Yeah. So it's well, like the yeses. All, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people that I'm not going to have sex with because they're fans because it's just uncomfortable. For right. Me. And that's a choice. Yeah. But it's like if you're really into someone and they have like that, they're like, oh, you know, she's non-binary or, yeah. you know, he's non-binary, whatever. And it's like, whoa, whoa, you're clearly not exactly. for me. Exactly. Right. Exactly. People just don't want to understand it and they don't want to have to explain it to other people. And again, it's those people and it's society, I think, getting in their heads and worried about what other people are going to think. People are so... Um, dictated by what others think. Mm, that I they hear that. Just fucking mm-hmm. love who they want to love and and fuck who they want to fuck. Excuse exactly. my language. Exactly. You know what I mean? I don't know if we can cuss on here or not. Duh. Oh, okay. Imagine gosh. me no <laughs> cussing your well, I don't know, girl. You know, YouTube be crazy, girl. What oh, kind of um, what kind of person are you looking for? Let's put the feelers out there. Oh, uh, what kind of person am I looking for? Um, girl, someone who's into me. Mm-hmm. You know? Really. Yeah, I'm open. You know, I'm. I I think I consider myself partially pansexual in a way. That was my next question. You know, okay, is uh, you know I think that I would be open to exploring anything sexually if the connection was there. Okay, to be honest, and I think that um, just because I was very traumatized sexually as a child, so sex has been a very difficult conversation and and attempt for me in general as an adult. So I don't discount anyone sexually because I know how much of a struggle it's been for myself. Mm-hmm. Bitch, you were just like the most open, non-binary, pansexual. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Can't get better than that. Bitch. I love that. <laughs> because, girl, honestly, at this point, what do I have to lose? I've lost everything in my life. And I'm going to be honest, my mother, my grandmother, anyone that was going to be that person for me, all I have is myself and the people that I have built in my life and the career that I've built for myself and, and my family that I'm lucky to still have. And I just want to live happy, you know? And if I can't share who I really am with the world, then I don't want that success. The success that I want is the success that loves Eureka slash Dave and the non-binary elderly <laughs> that I decided to be today. Lil Not, D. Lil D. I'm going to change your, your okay. name in my phone to D. Ah! <laughs> okay, I love it. I'm, I'm going to be like one of your nieces and nephews. Oh, D, honey. <laughs> D. D, get your ass off here, girl. Yeah, calling you D, where you at? I was just talking about how I wanted to change my name. Uh-huh. And I was talking with my friend Rox, and I was like, should I change it to Eureka? And she was like, you might have a battle with David for that. And I was like, but you know, maybe I change it to D. I live. I for love that. that. D E E. It's just so D-E-E. gender it's neutral. Southern. It's Q. It's gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, D Huggard. I mean, my last name is Huggard, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Duh. But it, it, the country's name in the world. My full name is David Lee Huggard Jr. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> my whole name is David Lee Huggard Jr. Oh my God, yeah. I love D. D Huggard. I love it. The second yeah. I heard it, I pictured D E E. D-E-E, it's mama. so good. That's how I would always sign my name. Is or, that your new name? 
That I is mean, your new name. Get the papers. Get the papers. Get the call papers. The, We're the witnesses. Call, call the Secretary of Treasure right now of California, Tennessee. Bitch, lock uh, them up. Bitch, there's up. nothing better than a name change live on the podcast. <laughs> it wouldn't be my podcast if it wasn't happening. Okay, Mama, let's get the paperwork started, honey. Let's I love that. It. All right, so that was literally fucking everything. Yeah. Can't wait for your new, your new name change. That's, I know, Let's I know. be honest. I learned so much wrong. today. We, I did too. I really like mm-hmm. you are like a fountain of of education. I'm just no, I'm not. I'm a fountain of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so are you. Mm-hmm. I'm just open about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. I love I, that. I a lot of people you. aren't, honestly. I know, and you know, and I shouldn't be probably sometimes. I'm sure. I'm sure there's gonna be <laughs> too a much is better than or too little, or somewhere that's like, oh, that was a little much. But honestly, I don't give a fuck because it's real. I don't care. I don't care anymore. And you know, don't you're we do this to help someone. people in the end. We do this exactly, to maybe. help each other. But most of all, you know why I do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I can't that. be faking the world no more, girl. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it. Done it for too long. I did it for way too long, bitch. I pretended to be everything else except the Joshes me. in the world, Mama, girl. The Joshes, the Josh, the Buffoneries, the one that fucked her in the barn. Yeah, <laughs> with, with the belts. See, with the belts, the whips and chains and handcuffs. All the details. Smack a little booty up with my belts. The parents, the parents were outside praying. Don't you remember? All right. So on this podcast, after this quick little break, we answer some queries from people. Well, people call wait. in. All right, well, we will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back. We are here with our elephant queen goddess of the world, <laughs> Eureka O'Hara, <laughs> a.k.a. D. And if you guys are unaware, we have a hotline at one eight four four queries That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Mm-hmm. You can call and ask us anything. We're going to be answering some questions or comments, whatever whatever you want to leave. Um, we're about to get into it right now. So call and ask. Your question might be in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. And Let's do it to it. Our callers are lucky today to have you, Eureka. I think you'll have great answers for them. Here we go. Our first caller. Okay. Hey, my name is Sierra and I live in Los Angeles. And my question for you is, how do you stay so gorgeous? Uh, you know, I'm joking. That's not my question. But my question is, how, what is your um, view on how trans women nowadays are just, just live in competition and how they don't like have one another's back and how they just live? I feel like a lot of the, our sisters are just like so like superficial that they don't even care about other the sisters that are down, you know. And I think that we should see more of that. Um, but yeah, thank you, Sierra. Thank you so much for that question. That's a great question, and it's actually something we've talked about before. And Gigi, what what else do you have to say about that? So I actually I yeah, don't know if I I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but my one of my trans girlfriends, um, her name is Erica. 
weirdly enough, but E-R-I-K-A. She, we were talking about this and I was saying like, I've always had like a a lot of trans girlfriends. Uh Like I just have. Literally since I started transitioning, Mm -hmm. I began transitioning with a good trans girlfriend. And unfortunately that, that relationship is no longer, but there's always been a lot of trans girls around me. Like I've never been like, I don't have trans friends. So I was talking to her about that and she was like, me too. And I was like, what do you think makes another trans girl in particular, but trans person like that where it's all about competition and Mm -hmm. they don't want any trans girls around them. And I said to her, I was like, I think it's a maturity level. You, you know, you, um, you grow into it. You kind of like see that it's really not about competition and you let, you get out of your own head and the ego goes away. And she said to me, it's something I'll never forget. She goes, Gigi, you and I are girls, girls. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've always had girlfriends. She's like, no, being a girl's girl for a trans on trans girlfriend relationship mm-hmm. is so much different than just yeah. having girls going out to drinks. Like we share so much more. 100%. And I don't know if those girls are ready for that. And yeah. that's what I just, I pin it to because it's, it's like you've, you're either a girl's girl or you're not. But I think that everybody wants to be. I think it all pins up to insecurity too. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes down to insecurity. It's insecurity within your gender and that's something that you have to work on. And it's that, that whole thing we were talking about earlier about, you know, worried about what other people are going to think. I think a lot of times trans women are worried about being other trans women because it's going to make them more clockable. Oh, totally. Right. You know, it's very totally. Yes. I remember, like back in the day, like uh, it was hard for me because some because t- I was taller. There were some of the girls, like when I would go to um, the Capitol, I would work with um, Tennessee Transgender Political Coalition, and some of those girls wouldn't want to go in the meeting with me because they thought it would clock them. Mm-hmm. You know, Heck. it's just such so, a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. But I think it's just about finding, you know, who you are. Figuring it out for yourself. Also, Sissy, as far as advice to Miss Thang that asked the question, then if you want to see the change, be the change. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Be that positive role model. If You sound like you are hyper-feminine. I don't know if you're trans or not, but if you are one of those girls, then start being that girl that you want to see mm-hmm. act different. Mm-hmm. And, and pay answer. the ones that are doing it pay them no mind like it doesn't yeah, affect you dust, you know girl. exactly like, what, is it, not cute. what does it affect yeah. your life like when they're there to finally be a girl's girl and be there for you and yeah. the insecurity drops then then be there because you've always just been that girl mm-hmm. and just let them know it's not cute right oh same, yeah clock them a bit would, exactly. definitely clock them a little yeah and you don't have to do it in a, an aggressive way but just let them know like mm, no I don't agree with you, you know? Totally. And someone will pay attention. Someone will notice. And they'll actually appreciate it, especially if they're being affected by it. Exactly. And then once you guys are friends, be like, remember that time? (laughs) Remember how you were, girl? That wasn't cute. That wasn't cute. How do do you feel now? Happier? (laughs) You feel happier? (laughs) Uh Are you a little more grown today? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, at least we can laugh about it now. Okay. Our second question. Here we go. Hi, Gigi. My name is Nicolette. I live in Portland. Um, so I have kind of two little questions. Um, if, if one of them is a little too much, I apologize. Um, but what is one thing that you miss about your mom? And then the other one would be, what do you love most about yourself through your transition? I hope you both are well. Love you. Bye. Nicolette, thank you so much for calling in. Those are two great questions. So the first question was, what do you miss the most about your mother? And the second one was, sorry, what was the second one? 
What do you what do you love the most about okay. your transition? The second question was, what do you love most about yourself through your transition? So I think you both can answer this question. We can. Do you yeah, want to go first? I think you should go first. Okay. Well, simply put, the most thing, the biggest thing that I miss about my mom was there's there's a, a long period did of time. She did when I was nineteen. Wow. Yeah. The biggest thing for me is just like her personality, because for the longest time I like even forgot what the sound of her voice sounded like. Yeah. And that happens when you lose somebody, no matter how close, like even a family member. It's like you were you rem- like I'd hear a tape and I'd be like, was that her? Like I genuinely like blocked out her voice. Like it just became unfamiliar to me. And I was like, I'm losing her. Like she's, she hasn't been around for so long. I'm losing her, but I'll never forget. No, as long as I live and until like many other reincarnation of life, I feel like her personality was just so Mm -hmm. like, so uh, contagious. She would just walk in a room, be the light in the room. And I just miss laughing with her. Like she just was always like, we would get on my dad's nerves, but we would just like laugh together. Like she was just like a little (laughs) shit. And I just, Aww. yeah, she was. And I love that. I feel so like that's where I get all of that it. from your mom. I do. <laughs> it's like, and she was like an instigator. Like she would always Yay, be like, you know, yeah. if she saw something, she would be like, no, it's pudgy. Let's, let, let's poke a little but bit. But yeah, also those good things that you were saying about your mom, you get from her too. Because you also do walk in a room and light it up, you know? Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. And you have a beautiful style too. So that's awesome. So your mom lives in you, girl. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, hello. Yeah. I think that's also a part that, that helped me transition when my dad was like, wait, Gigi is mom. Wow. It was like he saw the feminine energy. He yeah. saw my mom, Judy. Crazy. Oh, what about yours? Judy. Judy. Yeah. Well, my mom's name was Eureka. Oh, really? That, that's where I got my name. Oh, actually. wow. Oh, my God. So I'm named after my dad. So, And I was so anti my father at the time, especially. So like when I decided to make this female character, it was very built after my mother, Eureka. But it was Ulrike, like Ulrike, U-L-R-I-K-E, because she's from Germany. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. I spelled it like the vacuum cleaner because it was easier to read. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> for flyers. Uh, yeah, for flyers. <laughs> for the Americans, honey. Um, yeah, but I, I think I miss, I just miss, uh, I miss my mom's voice too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a thing. It's you a really thing. do met. Like you it's forget. Because like, also when my mom was sick, she lost her voice because she had a trach in her mm. throat. And that was the one thing I missed so much was hearing her talk to me, mm-hmm. talking to her on the phone when I was traveling or, you know what I mean? And it's, so it is a thing. Mm-hmm. It is the voice. So it's, it's weird that you mentioned that. Because it is it is real. And, you know, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Look better, feel better. Yeah. So when my mom was diagnosed with leukemia, she actually, she was going through it. She had lost wow. her hair. She had lost a lot of weight. She found this. I don't know how she found this group, but she found this group and it was uh-huh. called Look Better, Feel Better. And she took home makeup and she, you know, put it on her face and we Uh had little beauty days and stuff like that. It's sad that people need to hear that because I've seen it in like the harshest of the her entire. She used to be a beauty queen. Mm -hmm. All of her beauty was taken away. And she was like, I need to feel better. So there was this, you know, for cancer patients, it's like, look better, feel better. And I feel like people can really take that on because necessarily you could look fine but be going through it inside with your gender identity or sexual yeah. orientation whatever it may be and looking better does help you your inside kind of come out a bit more it's just crazy because my mom went through the same thing because she was always the glamour shots queen mm-hmm. she loved doing her glamour shots <laughs> they would have been best friends <laughs> they would have been the, they probably are now uh-huh. uh, oh that's you know, cute they're best judies they're best judies up there honey <laughs> sprinkling with their wings and things mm-hmm. teaching my mom uh-huh. Russian yes <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, that's really beautiful my 
my mom was the same way. I remember I did a, dra- a shoot with her, my mother, and I put her in a wig and everything. And I did this uh-huh. like, photo shoot moment. Um, and I just, it, because she had lost her hair and her face was swollen because of her throat trach and all that. And it was just so beautiful. It makes me emotional just looking at the photos because she was just mm-hmm. smiling so genuinely. Uh. How much a woman feels beautiful when they look good, mm-hmm. you know? It's mm-hmm. real. It's real, mama. It's the kind of like endorphins better, that feel get, better. It gets set off in your body yeah. that's unlike anything else. Just get yourself up and get together, bitch. Especially if you haven't felt that way for a long time, you're like, Oh, I'm still that bitch. Is that the best part? That you, is that your favorite thing about your transition? I guess into the other question. Yeah. I'm being beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the way that that being gorge and dressing yeah. up and stuff makes me feel, of mm-hmm. course. I think that it, I'm really, really proud and happy of like the woman that I've become. Like mm-hmm. I, I look back on like the first day where I was, I would tell my friends I'm transgender. I'm going to be Gigi now. And also I'm on hormones. I know it's a lot, but like you're not losing the old me. You're just gaining Gigi. If I were to tell myself back then that I'm married now, I'm happy. Uh, I'm a woman. I'm like, I have all of this shit that like I never thought that I would have because I I was ready almost to like throw that away being trans. Like I was like, it's fine. I just need to be a girl. I need to be, Mm -hmm. I need everyone to see me as a girl. I Uh need to be a girl. But now that like seeing that I'm married, especially to like another trans person, it's just like it's fucked. It's gorgeous. You know, it it, it mm-hmm. is truly, it's truly I gorgeous. Say Gigi gorgeous. I mean, hello. <laughs> OMG. Gorgeous. D. What's <laughs> what's your favorite part of your transition or retransition? Honestly, it's just it is expressing myself how I want to. It is it's it's the getting it together and being pretty and frilly and sometimes I want to be butchish, you know. I think what it, my favorite part about retransitioning to non-binary was the expression of noticing like sometimes girl I want to wear a lash and sometimes I don't. Of course. And that's and I'm lucky in that way. Because honestly, being a trans woman is hard. It's a lot of work. You really got to put it together and you got to choose when you don't well, being to a woman not care. Is hard. It Let's is. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Especially a woman in this society in a productive, right. attractive, mm-hmm. like presentable society because there's so much expectation. You know what I mean? And, and as a trans individual, there's even more pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I hat tip to you, but it, it's about expressing myself and the way I look. For sure. I love that. Thank you so much again, Nicolette, for that question. That was a really sweet question. Okay, are we ready for our last query of the day? Oh, yes. Boom, boom. Here we go. Hi, Mimi and Gigi. Um, My name is Maya. I'm from British Columbia, Canada. Um, My question is, um, for most of my life, I've kind of been estranged, estranged from my mother just due to, like, She's had poor mental health, and I just wasn't really in her life for a long time. She wasn't in my life. It just wasn't able to happen. And recently, I've been wanting to kind of connect with her more, more for her sake, just because, like, I know she's lonely and, like, meets people in her life. And I would like to have that connection, but, like, the emotion just isn't really there, you know, because, like, I we just weren't in each other's life for so long. But my question is, how do I begin to spend time with my mother while also just, like, remaining, keeping my own integrity and, like, remaining myself and not giving too much to her? Um, Yeah. If you have any advice on that, that would be awesome. I love your podcast. You guys are super inspiring to me in my gender identity journey. So thank you so much and have a good day. 
Maya, thank you so much for that question. It's a heavy, heavy question, honestly. And first of all, I just want to say I'm sorry that you're not as close with your parents as, you know, you may want to be. I wasn't always as close as I am now to my parents, but being in the position that I am with my parents now, I treasure it so much. It gives me so much happiness that I can be close with them. Um, but what do you guys think? Like, how should she start rebuilding this relationship that essentially wasn't there? Yeah. Okay. I have, I have a lot to say. I feel cause I, I was close with my mom until the day she passed away. I'm very close with my dad now still. They were married until my mom passed away. So I'm the worst person to ask, but through my life experience, like I have known several of my close friends in the family um, and in my family rather that I'm not, I'm not comfortable naming obviously, but that have really separated themselves, cut the, cut the ties with the mom or the dad. And they've said, I've had too much. There's too much abuse. It's abuse of power. It's all this bullshit. Um, Or like lack there of attention or time, like just whatever the case may be, they've had enough. So I think it's really commendable that you're even saying, I want to see my mom Mm -hmm. because as two people sitting on this couch, D and I, like we can't even have that time anymore. So it's good that you're even seeing the positive in it. I would definitely say the biggest thing, if my friends that I've known who've cut their parents out getting back in, I would just let them know, please Mm -hmm. have some boundaries. You know, it's, it, and her saying like, let her back into my life. Like, um, not telling her too much about my life. Like that definitely needs to be a boundary. I feel Mm -hmm. like you should work up to that slowly because it sounds like you've been burnt in the past by this woman and yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen again out of the goodness of your own heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very sensitive because our parents are designed in our minds. Again, we're trained from a very young age to treat them with a certain level of respect, to mm-hmm. give them a certain amount of our love, to give them a certain amount of our loyalty. It's the same with family, you know, but obviously as queer people, we specifically have learned that chosen family is so important mm-hmm. and it's actually sometimes even more beneficial and the connection so much stronger because we actually have to choose and put in the work to create that bond and that loyalty and we have to show and prove ourselves to gain that reciprocated loyalty and love Mm -hmm. you know versus just you know because god told you to do it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i or because society tells you you have to love your mom or your dad and the truth is is like Baby, you just have to put the energy into somebody that's putting the same energy back into you. You know, Mm -hmm. if your mom is being respectful and open and willing to have a decent conversation with you, then I think that's the same energy you should return to her. Mm -hmm. I don't think that at this point you should go above and beyond because obviously she hasn't to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that you should consider that. I think it's all about your self-awareness and how it's affecting you in this moment and what you can handle. And it's okay to set boundaries with people and set boundaries boundaries to say, Hey mom, I'm willing to, you know, work on us and discover where we can go with this, but I'm not willing to hinder myself and block myself from my own personal happiness and success to make it work for you. We have to make it work for me at this point, because Mm -hmm. you've obviously not put the steps in as a mother should, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's also a lot of responsibility too on mothers too. I think. Yeah. The expectation on them there as human beings, it is what it is. If, if she doesn't want to be a good mom, it sucks. It's hurtful and it's shitty, but you know, we have to move on and find Mm -hmm. someone who's going to, you know what I mean? Which I'm lucky. I had a a very great mother. So I I mean, it's easy for me to say something like that. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't, don't get me twisted, but I, you know, and I also had an amazing drag mother, 
So I know what it's like to have a mother too that wasn't necessarily my born mother. Mm-hmm. You know, my, once my mother passed away, my drag mother became a mom to me mm-hmm. and, and really was an adult mother to me more than even my own mom. You know, so I, you know, the thing is, pay attention to the people that show up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point, point blank, period. Yep. Yep. The other side of that coin, though, is that we do have so much expectation on our parents. Like, they're supposed to love you. They're supposed yep. to provide for you. Sometimes we forget that they're just normal human beings who are also fucked up just like us. Like, so... Think of your mother just as any other human being who's fucked up. And maybe they were not able to break that generational trauma that they went through. But that doesn't mean that you can't. Like, if your parents can't break that generational trauma, it's up to you. Like, you stop that there, you forget about it, and you try to rebuild that relationship that you want. (laughs) The quote-unquote generational trauma is my Mm -hmm. new favorite phrase of the day. I mean, it's a (laughs) takeaway for for sure. Come on, generational trauma. It's so tea. It's a good good drag game. so tea. (laughs) Welcome to the stage, generational trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I actually love that. (laughs) Stop. I can't take it. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, Eureka. Thank you, Dee, for sitting down with us. This was, like, bountiful education Uh flow. I feel like Uh I learned so much. I did, too, It really is, like, so, like, amazing and, like, just, like, crazy hearing you speak. I've Like, we talk all the time, but hearing getting that deep, like, I didn't even know that you were trans for four years. Yeah. This is insane. Well, I didn't know that your mother had passed away, too, and from cancer as well as mine. You know, like, it's... The, the time we got to sit down and talk today was really magical for me, too. So I appreciate it. Oh, so well, much. we love you. <laughs> we do. Here at Queerified. Ooh, Queerified is the one. Honey, make sure you all go and put the notifications on. <laughs> honey, listen every week. Miss, get Gorgified, honey, by yes. Miss Gigi Gorgeous. <laughs> Other than HBO, where can everybody else find you? Um, you know, honestly, you can find me um, in the back alley behind Mickey's sucking dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there uh, recording her right, tonight. Hello. Come on, OnlyFans.com. You know, hustling, making side money. No, um, at Eureka here on all social media platforms. Um, look for me on the silver screen. My goal is to be an actress and keep acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope to do more of that and look forward to season three of We're Here. And if you're not already streaming season one and two, then where are Pull you? Pull it together. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. And obviously keep supporting RuPaul's Drag Race because it gave me an opportunity to have a platform, period. And on period, thank you, Mama RuPaul, for everything you do for us. And what a wonder. And Vegas Amen. will be gracing oh, having Vegas. a great suit. Yes, all Vegas. Wait, Vegas? So obviously, um, I have a lot of things going on. Okay. <laughs> Too much to even count. I'm also doing a Vegas residency starting <gasps> February 3rd. So for Where? a couple months, I'll be in Vegas at the Flamingo. And I'll be Ooh. going. And you better be. Oh, I'm going to be there. She's going to have a booth, honey. The kids are going to be screaming for her as loud as they are us. I'm, I'm going to be fucking dying. They're I wanted to go it. last year. You'll but love it. didn't make it. Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah. And it's a really good show. You know, Brandon Voss and Voss Events really does put on a great show. Oh, they yes. They do. Mm-hmm. Yes, Vegas. Oh, so fun that we get to slot Ooh. and go to a club or something. I mean, I'm not into the slot machines. I'm more of a card girl, but <gasps> oh, I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll slot you card. We will fully zhuzh up and go to the club. Yes. Either way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Eureka. That was another episode of Queerified. We hope you guys enjoyed, and we will see you on the next one. Stay gorgeous. Mwah. Thanks to our very special guest, the Elephant Queen, Eureka O'Hara, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate and review. It helps us so much, guys, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts.